Boker Tov, everyone. Boker Tov. Today we're going to learn in memory of Ken's mom, um, Tzivye Bas Leibn. Was she a Levite, an Israelite? Was she a Bas Kayin? A regular. No regular. Special. Such a special son. So I want to I want to use the English from the 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 uh, special Chumash here, being that this one incorporates a little bit more insights into the translation, but. We are now, verse number 50. Okay, it's on page 49 in the Chayenu. And this is chapter number 33. And it's important to know that we're talking about the land of Israel, occupying the land of Israel, and the splitting up of the land of Israel. So let's begin. Okay, God spoke to Moshe in the plains of Moab by the Jordan opposite Jericho saying, okay, 51. Now, here he says, although you have already told the people that they will have to expel the present population from Canaan, speak to the Israelites now and say to them, when you cross the Jordan into Canaan, okay, says Rashi. Rashi says, seemingly many times they were already warned about this. But Moshe tells them, when you go over the, the, the Jordan, you should go on this condition. You have to go with the condition that you're going to take over the, the nation there. If not, the water will come and you'll be washed away. And that's what Yeshua told them when they were still in the Jordan, that they should have this kavanah, this intention when they're going through. Okay, verse number 52. You must do so with express in- intention to drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, or else the waters of the Jordan will, will engulf you and kill you. As you see, this Chumash English includes the, the translation of Rashi many times. You must destroy all their marble-floored temples, destroy their molten idols, and demolish their sacrificial platforms. Okay? Uh, what? Interpolated. So that was Rashi. Right here, as you see, Rashi says, you shall drive them out, and maskiosum, their shrines, they're so called on account of that they would cover the ground with a floor of marble stones in order to prostrate themselves upon them without, with outstretched hands and feet. As it is written, um, Nor may you set out stone flooring anywhere in your land so as to prostrate yourself upon it. And maskiosum means their metal statutes. Uncle is translated smatachton. As Ezra's trying to figure out a way we, we, on the, the parking lot, this Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, of the appropriate uh, stone to cover the asphalt so that you can bow down properly. So he's already, Ezra's already coming up with a patent, as he puts it, uh, of what needs to go on the floor to make those permissible, because you're not supposed to bow down on stone. Or an asphalt would be uh, go under that category still. You could bring a yoga mat. Yes, I just don't want anyone to confuse us with another religion. When everyone comes with their carpets, you know, just last year we had carpets. It was a kind of a little bit interesting, but (laughs) (laughs) oh, it's fine. It's just uh, just a little bit uh, interesting. Ezra, Ezra has already came up with some uh, some interesting patents that he wants to, deal, to work on. Um, we're talking about 
you could order with the tent, you can actually order carpet. Not very good for the walkers, though, and for high heels. There's just there's always a give and take. You know, you can get the... Uh, they, they come up with this fake... They roll out this um, kind of like a... Yeah, but then people, there's still people that come with uh, oh, the, walkers. the walk, yeah, sure. the walkers. Okay, moving further here, um, fifty-three. If you indeed clear out the land of its present inhabitants, you will successfully settle it, for I have given you the land to take possession of it. So basically, Rashi says um, you will be able to handle it, to remain there. But if not, you will not be able to remain there. And as we know, the Jews didn't always listen, and many times they kept uh, the, the idol worshippers nearby, and but in some cases that caused sorus later on. Verse fifty-four: You will be privileged to give the land as an inheritance to your families by lot, as I have told you. You will give a larger inheritance to the large tribe, and you will give a smaller inheritance to the small tribe. Wherever the lot falls for a person, that will be his inheritance. You will inherit according to the tribes of your fathers who come out of Egypt. And furthermore, you will inherit the land of 12 districts according to the, the tribes of your fathers. Um, okay. Uh, basically, Rashi comments, according to the count of those who came out of Egypt, another explanation is with 12 territories, the same as the numbers of the tribes. Uh, the details of how you inherit the land had to do with the, the exact number of who left Egypt and so on. 55. But if you do not completely drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then those who, whom you leave over will become as vexing as spikes in your eyes and will cage you in like a hedge of thorns on all your sides, and they will harass you in those areas of the land in which you settle. Uh, that, yes. Basically, and that really explains Rashi. We're just going to go further. Verse number 56. And it will be that what I have intended to do to them, I will do to you. Okay, chapter number 34, verse, verse number 1. Now, here is the boundaries of Israel. God spoke to Moses saying, verse number 2, Command the Israelites and say to them, When you arrive in Canaan, this is the land that will fall to you by lot as inheritance, Canaan according to its borders. As you know, there are certain commandments that you are obligated to fulfill only within your land, but not outside of it. Tithing, um, the sabbatical year, a lot of laws that rely specifically on the boundaries of Israel. Even when you're doing construction, like a mikveh, on Monday we're having a surveyor come. Uh, the, the contractor is, 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 uh, uh, wants to have a surveyor to make sure that doesn't dig in the wrong places and so on and so forth. It is specifically within the following borders that you are obligated to fulfill these command, those commandments. It will fall easily to you, for I have in, incapacitated the guardian angels of the seven nations to occupy it. So every, every nation, major nation, has an angel, a guardian angel. So once God took care of it, the, the angels and put them under the Jewish people, so that means that when they get into Israel, it'll be easier, they'll have an easy time to occupy the, and, and get the land that, that belongs to the Jewish people. Um, your land's southwest, southernmost side will be the desert of Tzin, which is along the side of Edom, westwards as follows. The southern border will begin from the southern east edge of the Salt Sea, in other words, the Dead Sea, 
to the east, in other words, on the southeast shore of the Dead Sea. This is where we should use a, uh, a map. Look, let's look at this, uh, the picture here, but you'll see, basically, there is the Edomite, Ed, the, Ed, the land of Edom begins in the southern eastern quarter of the nine tribes. Why the nine tribes? Because um, they were in the... Because the, uh, the three, the, the, the two and a half were in the, were in the, were in the eastern of the Jordan. So there's three lands that are in the south of Israel, right next to each other. Okay, what are the three bound, uh, boundaries of the, of the Jewish people? There's Egypt, Adam, and Moab. Those are the three lands. Where is each one? Egypt, thank you, is the southwest corner of Israel is, meets the border of Egypt. Okay? And this is uh, basically the sea and river of Egypt flow along the entire edge of the land of Egypt. Okay? And that's separated between um, Israel and the land of Egypt. And then, after that, if you go, start heading towards the east, you get to the land of Edom, okay? And then you get to the land of the Moabites, okay? At the, at the end, Yom Tov, Yom Tov. The, the, the land of Edom is next to it on the eastern side, and the land of Moab is next to the land of Edom at the end of the south, okay? It seems Moab runs along the eastern shore of the Dead Sea from the top to the bottom. Uh-huh, okay. So when the Yidden left Mitzrayim, if God wanted to take them in straight, he would have taken them through the Nile to the, to the north, and they would get straight to Israel. But he didn't do that. And that's what it means in the book of Exodus that he took them not through the land of, of the Philistines, um, which would, were on the, the west side, uh, on, by this, uh, on the west of, of, of the land of Canaan, right? Um, as it says about the Plishtim and Svanya. And God didn't take them there, but rather he took them um, through the south um, to the desert. Okay, that's what it says. And that's why Yechazkel calls the desert, he calls them the desert of the nations. Because there were several, there were numerous nations that dwelt alongside it. And they went through the, on the south side from the west towards the east, constantly moving until they got to the south of the land of Edom. And they requested from him that he would allow them to go into his land and, um, and to go through him straight into Israel, through the Edom land. But God did not allow. Oh, uh, the Edomites would not allow that. They wanted to go straight north from Barnea. Correct. They wanted to go straight north from the Edom, through Edom. But Edom would, would hear nothing of that. So, therefore, they had to sweep around the entire south of the Edom land until they got to the south of the Moabite land, okay, as it says, and they also requested from the Moabites to go as well. They went the entire south of the Moab land until the end, and from there, they started heading north until they, 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 they went to the entire eastern border of, uh, of, of that land, and then when they 
continued, they found the land of Sichon and Og that were on the east of Israel, of the land of Israel, and the Jordan River separated those, um, the land of Og and, and uh, of Sichon. Okay? Um, and then they conquered the land of Sichon and Og, which was in the north of the land of the Moabites, um, and they got closer to the Jordan, uh, and which is adjacent to the northwest corner of the land of Moab. Okay? Northwest corner um, of the land of Moab. And, and the, so it turns out that the land of Canaan is to the west. It would be the southeast, right? The southeast was near Edom. The southeast part of the land of Israel would be uh, the, the, Edom, the Edom Empire. Southeast at the southern corner of the Dead Sea. Okay, yes. So that so there you have a chat. That's verse number three. Okay. Um, verse number four says the border will then turn southward and pass to the south of Maliak Rabim and pass toward Sin. Its southernmost extension will be to the south of Kadesh Barnea, because it will extend to Chatzar Adar and from there pass toward Atzmon. So Rashi says in verse number 4, any time that it uses the term Nasav um, or Yatsa, it's to teach us that the border was not straight but protruded outwards. Thus, here the border goes out and bends in the direction of the north of the world. Um diagonally towards the west, and the border passes the south of Maliak Rabim, thus Maliak Rabim is within the border. So it's going northwest. Fa'avratzina means, and continue to tzin, similar to the term Mitzrayim, which means to Mitzrayim. Vayutotzasav means its furthest point will reach to the south of Kadesh Barnea. So again, so from there it started going up. I'm sorry, if you have, we have that in the... Uh, in the uh, Verse number five now. And then it went past Sin. And then the furthermost point is Kadesh Avayuta itself, and its furthermost point will be Kadesh Barnea. Um, and then it will then veer to Chatzar Adar. It would start going towards the north on a diagonal towards the west to a Chatzar Adar, and from there to Atzmon, and from there to the river of Egypt. Um, so the Yatza Chatzar, it will then veer to a Chatzar Adar, in other words, began to widen after it passed Kadesh Barnea, and the width of that strip that protruded to the north of the world was from Kadesh Barnea until Atzmon. So it was a line. The bottom was Kadesh Barnea, and the higher part was Atzmon. From there onwards, the border became narrower and turns towards the south of the land, reaching the river Mitzrayim. From there it continues westward, westwards to the sea, which is the western border of the entire land of Israel. Thus the river of Mitzrayim is in the southwestern corner of the land. Okay. So the stream of Egypt is the southwest corner of the land. Yeah.
Uh, verse number five. The border will then turn south from Atzmon to the river of Mitzrayim, and its western edge will reach to the sea. Says Rashi, the sea, in other words, the western boundary for the southern border does not extend further west from there on. Verse number six, on the western border, the great sea will act for you as the border with its territory. This will be the western border for you, says Rashi. And what is the western boundary? The great sea will act for you as the boundary, which is its territory. This, ter- this teaches us that the islands in the sea are also part of the border, and they are the isles which are called isles in Old French. So they're considered part of it. Verse number seven, and this will be the northern border for you. From the great sea, you shall have the border slant up for you to Hor Hahar, double mountain. Says Rashi, the northern border, in other words, the northern boundary. Meneyama um, Gadol from the Great Sea to the Horahar, which is at the northwestern corner, and its top slopes down into the sea, and some of the breadth of the sea surrounding it is within the border of the land of Israel and some outside. Horahar? Yeah. So, uh, depending on where Aaron is buried, he may either be in or out of uh, the land of Israel. It seems like that's the border. Yeah. Verse number eight from Horahar, we shall have it slant towards Hamas way and the most northern point of the border will reach to Tzedada. Um, Tzedada. That's what it's called. Okay. Um, Tzedada means, means slant for you to, uh, to turn from the west to the north to Horahar as a term denoting Tzedada is a term denoting leaning to the chamber of the runners. Um, and from Horahar, says Rashi, turn and go to the northern boundary, eastwards, and you will come to Hamas, which is Antochia. Um, to- and Tot. Uh, yes, we do. If you look here on the top here, from Horahar, it goes to Hamas. Oh, that's okay. Tot means the end of the border. Every place where it says Totsosakvul, it means either that the ba- that boundary completely ends there and continues no further at all, or that from there it spreads and widens, projecting outwards to continue diagonally wider than the original width. And relating to the original width dimension, it's called Totsos for there that dimension ends. Verse number nine, the border will then veer southwards to Sifron, see Zifron, and its most no- northern port will be Chatzar Enan, right here, this will be the northern border for you. Okay, this was a different horror. Obviously, Aaron, it's got to be a different horror because Aaron's is, would be on the bottom there. And its end point will be Chatzarinan. It was the end of the northern boundary, and thus Chatzarinan was in the northeastern corner. And from there, you shall have the border curve for you to the eastern boundary. Okay. So Chatzar Enan is considered the northern boundary. Okay, verse number 10. You shall then have the border curve for you to the eastern border from Chatzar Enan to Shefam. Here, if you look at the map, you see Shefam. It goes a little more westwards. Um, says Rashi, you shall then have the curve. This is a term denoting turning and inclining, like to so, to Shefam, on the eastern boundary from there to Rivla. If you go further down, you get to Rivla. Verse number 20, thir- 11, the border will then go down from Shvam to Rivla to the east of the Ayin, and the border will continue down and touch the eastern bank of the Kinneret Sea. Uh, Lake Kinneret. It says Rashi, to the east of Ha'ayin, 
Ha'ayin is the name of a place and the boundary uh, runs to its east. Thus Ha'ayin is inside the boundary and part of the land of Israel. To the border will then go down. In other words, the entire section where the border runs from the north to the south is termed as continually going down. And touch literally the shoulder means the bank um, of Yam Kinneret Kedma, the eastern bank of the Kinneret Sea. Um, so that the Kinneret Sea is within the border to the west and it, and the border is to the east of the Kinneret Sea. Okay? And from there it goes down to the Jordan. Okay? The Yardin flows from the north to the south, diagonally inclining towards the east and approaches the land of Canaan facing the Kinneret Sea and continues on the eastern side of the land of Israel facing the Kinneret Sea. Uh, southwards until it pours into the salt Dead Sea. From there, the border completes its limits to the salt sea from where the boundary of the southern, southern eastern corner begins. Thus, the borders circumvent the land on all four sides. Okay. Maybe Jordan. The border, verse 12, the border will then continue down to the river Jordan and its most southern point will be the Salt Sea, Dead Sea. This will be the land for you according to its surrounding borders. Okay? So it went from the Kinneret down the Jordan River down to the Dead Sea. Okay? So the two and a half tribes were definitely not in No. Verse number, they're in the futuristic borders of the Messianic times. Mashiach then command uh, Moshiach, I said. Th- verse 13, Moshe then commanded, it says that Moshe is the first redeemer and the last redeemer, so he's connected to Mashiach. Moshe then commanded the children of Israel, saying, this is the land which you shall have settled by lot that the Eternal commanded to give to, to the nine and a half tribes. Verse number 14, for the tribe of the children of Reuven, of the Reuveni, according to their ancestral houses, and the tribe of the children of Gadi, according to their ancestral houses, have already received their heritable property, and half the tribe of Manasseh have received their heritable property. The two and a half tribes together have received their heritable property across the River Jordan from Jericho forward to the east. Says Rashi, forward to the east, in other words, to the front of the world, which is the east. For the eastern direction is called the front, and the west is called the back. Therefore, the south is to the right, and the north is to the left. So basically, that concludes the lessons as far as the boundaries of Israel. If you go to page 173, we'll have today's insight from the Rebbe. The Rebbe explains, this is the land that will fall to you by lot as an inheritance. And this is from the Kutei Sichot, and also Tanya chapter 37. The, the, the use of, of the verb to fall, tipol, to describe how the land of Israel becomes ours, teaches us an important lesson. The fact that we are obligated to perform certain commandments only within the land of Israel alludes to the fact that we can perform God's commandments and elevate material reality only during our physical lifetime. We do not have this opportunity before and after our souls are within our bodies. Even though... Our souls are alive before birth and live on after death. So when the, when the soul falls into the body, so to speak, only when we're in the body, okay? Relative to the uh, idyllic existence of our souls, en- our souls enjoying their heavenly abode before the birth, 
the difficult and challenging lives we must lead in the physical world can indeed seem to be a fall from a, fa- a former height. But by utilizing all our powers to, uh, to capitalize on the unique opportunity that is ours only in this world, we help God achieve His purpose in creation, fulfill the purpose of our existence, and also vastly enhance our ability to absorb the divine revelations that await us in the afterlife. So that's why he uses the word tipol um, to describe the lot inheritance. Only by being in a body can we actually reach the ultimate of fulfilling the purpose of creation to make a home for Hashem in this world, which will be revealed with the coming of Mashiach now. Amen. Amen.